your servant And I am listening Speak to me, Lord, speak to me Speak to me Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by the Macarius Church Headquarters. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Macarius Church Headquarters. I am listening, I am waiting, speak to me. Oh, keep clapping. The joy of the Lord is your strength tonight. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for the entrance of thy word which giveth light and giveth understanding to the simple. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and please you may take your seats in the presence of the Lord. What it means to believe his prophets. What it means to believe his prophets. We are in honor season. And last Sunday we are talking about honor the prophet campaign. But who is a prophet? And what does it mean to believe the prophets? Because one of the major scriptures that we are dealing with. In talking about honor the prophets is that famous scripture that King Jehoshaphat said to the people of Jerusalem and the inhabitants of Judea. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. That's how Kenny Higgins says it, so I like it, but Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah. Hear me, O Macarius. Hear me, O pastors. Hear me, O shepherds. And ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets. So shall ye prosper. Amen. So what does it mean to believe his prophets? Because many of us who say that we have a fair idea in what it means to believe in the Lord your God. We say believe in the Lord your God and ye shall be saved. So by the grace of God we are saved because we believe. We believe in the existence of God and we believe in the power of God. But what does it mean to believe his prophets? And I believe that we need to take a little background from this same scripture. Let's go back up to verse 1 of Second Chronicles chapter 20. And read the story. What led to this incident or led to this statement as they say. The context of this statement. It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Next verse. There came some that told Jehoshaphat saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side Syria. And behold, they be in Hazazon Tamar, which is Engedi. And Jehoshaphat feared. Is it one day somebody was actually pronounce one of these words? He said, Mahashalal Hashbaz. 
Mahashala, it's in the book of Isaiah. And somebody who hadn't heard it before stood up and started interpreting it as tongues. So he started giving interpretation. <laughs> the name was big. <laughs> so, and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Who was Jerusalem praying? Who was Jehoshaphat praying? To? The Lord. Verse 4. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new courts and said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen and in thy hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee? Ask not thou a God who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and give it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever. So Jehoshaphat was recounting the mighty deeds of the Lord. And they went therein and I built a sanctuary for thy name, saying, If when all evil cometh upon us as a sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. And now behold, this is what's happening to us. Let's go to the next verse. Behold, I say how they reward us. Go on. I want to come to the end of. Would thou not judge them? And look at that, the end of that verse. But our eyes are upon thee. Isn't that where we get that song from? I have made you too small in my eyes. Oh Lord, forgive me. You see, oh God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know you what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and their children. Now look what's about to happen. Verse 14. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Beniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God had come upon somebody and he, and he said, Hearken ye, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you. I pray that somebody will speak and thus saith the Lord into your life. Yeah. Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great majesty, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Then he goes, Tomorrow, Go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Uh, he is revealing to them the battle strategy of the enemy. Even bef- the day before the, 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 the battle. <laughs> and he says that tomorrow, go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Next verse. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. And you see, and immediately that word was heard, the Bible said, Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. Hallelujah. And then he said that, he made that, that statement. He said, he said that, the, and the Levites were also worshipping. And then he said, he said, ye believe in the Lord your God, so shall he be established. Believe his prophets, so shall he prosper. You see, because God has spoken a word by a prophet. In order to be able to have success, they needed to follow the instructions that the prophets had given to them. So what exactly does it mean to believe his prophets? And I'm preaching from our father's book, The Anointed and His Anointing. It's a powerful book that has powerful chapters on the anointing and on honor. Hallelujah. So what does it mean? Number one. Believe his prophets socially prosper is to give equal energy for your belief in God as well as for your belief in the prophets. I'll take it again. Believe his prophets socially prosper is to give equal energy for your belief in God as well as for your belief in the prophets. Now, this is really linked to a mystery of God. And it is this. That God, in his own wisdom, even when he's accomplishing great things, such as salvation, which he can do on his own. How many believe, or how many believe with me, that if God wanted, let's say, to save the whole world now, he could do it in one moment. He would just put faith into everybody and everybody would just believe. Do you understand? Yes. But you see, God for, in, his, in his wisdom has decided that the way he does is that he has a God part and then a man part. There's a God part. So in Genesis chapter 2, when God created the earth, he said it was very good. Kachani said it was very good. Then he created a man and put the man in the garden. And now, now actually, when he created, he said he had finished his creation. It was not as though there was some left. God had finished. But he brought in a man for the man to name the animals and the man to cultivate and keep the garden that God had made. <laughs> so that's why that's, that's why a, a, a man of God, a bishop, where the people say that a faith, faith that puts everything on God is not biblical faith. In other words, you cannot you, 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 you cannot say God is taking care of everything and I'll just sit back and then I'll just let he <laughs> say even in the days of, the, of manna you have to go out and get the manna. You not stay in your room and the manna will come through the tent into your, your pan. No, you have to go out and get the manna. So there's a man part that God necessarily does. I'll give you another example. When God wanted to save Saul, 
Jesus met him on the road to Damascus. In Acts chapter 9. He fell from his horse. He was blinded. And he saw, asked Jesus a question. He said, who are you, Lord? Or what shall I do? Who are thou, Lord? <laughs> and the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the priest. Next verse. Any trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? <laughs> Lord, what will thou have me to do? And we would have expected that the Lord would continue by saying certain things that he saw was supposed to do. Like, I am the Lord, I say, do this, do this. Look at what he told him. He said, he said, he said, arise and go into the city and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Wow. A man is a link. Ah, even in God's great plan of salvation, First Timothy 2.5 says there is one God and there is one mediator between God and man. The man, Jesus Christ. The man. There is a man link somewhere in the miracles that God is going to do for you. There is a man link somewhere. There is a man. There is a man. And this, in this case, the man was Ananias. Next chapter, Acts chapter 10. Cornelius is in his house. He's praying in the afternoon. Hey, 3 p.m. The only other person I've heard tell me that he saw an angel in the afternoon was a guy who came to apply for Bible school. The afternoon. Yes. He said he was praying in church. <laughs> Uh, in a neighboring African country, he was praying in church. When an angel appeared to him and said, Go to that God knows Bible school. Wow. He said, Charlie, it's not a simple instruction. So, anyway, I don't know what he, he delayed for, but he was praying again when the angel came again. And this and the angel was angry. I said, Wow. We have not seen an, an afternoon angel. Now we have seen an angry afternoon angel. He told him, I said, go to that Godmas Bible school. He said, after that, I decided to come. So we were on an interview panel. When, we, when he left, then the, the people asked me, are we called? <laughs> are we called? Hey, people are seeing angels in the afternoon, giving them clear instructions as to what to do. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, so the ninth hour, the ninth hour is three p.m. An angel came to Cornelius in the afternoon. Sir Cornelius, next verse. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said, Thy prayers and thine arms are come up for a memorial before God. <laughs> now listen to the very next instruction. And he said, He said, Send men to Joppa. And ask for one Simon who said, hey, When God is doing this, may he send men to you to also, to also do something in it. I feel it's a nice company to belong to. People that God has, has I don't know whether they're they they part of his team. So he just sends people to you to complete things. Hey! There's a man of God. He's dead now, actually. His name is Bob Jones. He's a prophet. Hey! 
Rick Joyner, who's a major prophet, God told him that he wanted to reveal. Jesus said, I'll come to you. I'll come and visit you in October. Uh, oh Lord, please help us. So we shall also be friends of God. I mean, God can tell you that. Years ago, there was a group of armed robbers somewhere in Kumasi. They would tell you when they were coming. They were announced to you. They will write a note and say, we'll come on this date. <laughs> but this is God telling Rick Jonah that I will come to you in October. Now Rick Jonah says, October came and passed and the visitation had not come. So he was wondering whether he had rights in the first place. Then he went to a, talk, a, 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 a program with a guy called James Robinson. And as, when they finished the Sujim, Robinson told him that you are too busy. Yeah, he said, you are too busy. Yes. He said, the reason why the visitation had not come was that he was too busy. You see, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He does not come and interrupt your busy schedule that you have planned mighty schedule that you have not included him. You know, this reminds me, I'll finish with this story, but it just reminds me of a man of God who was in a place called Kansas City. He was so successful that the people in the city gave him a name. The man who could do no wrong. I think his name was Charles Blair. Yeah, he was, he was successful. His ministry was working. And so he became, he did more things and mighty things and great things. And one day, he was passing by an abandoned building. Somebody had tried to put up a twin tower, twin towers, okay. and not finished. Went bankrupt. So he said, when I saw that building, the Lord told me that I should come and renovate the place. Buy it, renovate it, have a children's park, do this, do this, wind source, recreation, so many things. When he got home, the first person he told was his wife. That you know, as, as I passed by that place, this is what the Lord said, and this is what the Lord said. Do you know what his wife told him? His wife told him that I live here with you in this house. You don't pray. Where did God find time in your busy schedule to tell you about this project? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He said, he, said, he said his wife told him that you don't pray. Why did you find God? Why did God find time in your busy schedule to tell about this grand project I'm hearing about? You see, this is a story told in retrospect. He ignored what his wife said. Oh, are you what? What do you know? I've seen the Lord and all this, and now we're in type of this. And then he went ahead. To raise funds, to the long and short of it is that he nearly went to jail. Oh yes, his his campaign, his fundraising manager went to jail. He escaped barely. You see, because he was too busy. So I think I'll take this opportunity to tell us all, because we all can fall into that trap. We all do fall that. We are too busy. When God is waiting for you to come and wait upon Him. At Anakazo, I mean, waiting for you. Oh yes, it's important. It's important. Do not let God miss you too much 
in the place where you have decided to meet with him. He will miss, he misses you too much. Misses you too much. Let me chip this in. One time ago, I used to go with some pastors and prophets. We used to go and pray. Wait on God. And there was a time that we would arrive there. Thursday evening. One day something happened. We delayed a bit. When we got there, the person who opened the door, he was the prophet. When he opened the door, immediately the spirit of God spoke to him. He said, I have been waiting for you. I have been waiting for you. I have been waiting for you. Have you left God somewhere waiting for you? You used to come to him. Don't come anymore. Could that be? You are so busy. So Rick Joyner was rebuked by James Robinson. You are too busy. So Rick Joyner cancelled all his appointments. Oh yes. He said he was going to go with his visit wife's family. This and he cancelled. Preaching appointment. And went straight home. Arrived. I don't know whether he ate or whatever. Put out the lights. He was alone in the house. And went to bed. Said in the night, he woke up. He wondered, has someone come in and turned on the lights? Because I think they used to give their key to their next door neighbor. He said no, because the room was, the house was light, the place was bright. So as he woke up, then the door opened, and Jesus walked in. He said the light was coming from Jesus. Hey, Father, please, if you like us. <laughs> hey. Said so he came in. And when Jesus entered, Jesus didn't say anything. He just came and laid hands on him. Jesus himself. <laughs> he said he could feel the power building up in him. He said, at the point, they felt that it's too much. I'm about to burst. Then Jesus took off his hand. Then Jesus did it a second time. Hey! Oh, let's welcome Bishop! <laughs> he did it again. He says that Jesus did it a number of times. Then Jesus, without speaking, turned around and was leaving. Oh, so he said to Jesus, Jesus, would you not say anything about what? Are you just going? Do you know what Jesus told him? Jesus told him that Bob Jones will explain it to you. <laughs> said Bob Jones will explain it to you. Wow. That's what I'm saying. That may you and I be that kind of person that is in God's team where God can do things and say that let him, Reverend Selassie will. will, 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 will. <laughs> yes. Yes. He said, Believe in the Lord your God. So shall he be established. Believe his prophets. So shall he prosper. There is that part. 
facts. And it's true. He said in the morning, Bob Jones called him. <laughs> he called him. He called him. And he told him that when I was praying this morning, the, I could feel the heavens were stirred. As if Jesus had passed through to visit somebody. Hey! Uh, Lord, give us some spiritual sensitivity. Oh. We wake up in the morning, we just see that the weather, the sun is shining or it's raining. or People are feeling that Jesus has passed through to visit somebody. But Regina said he didn't tell him anything. He returned, didn't say anything. Because he said he wanted him to say it himself. But the phone call ended. Then a few hours later, he called him again and said, Ah, Jesus came to you. Yes, Jesus came to you. He said, He laid hands on you five times. And the five times represents your five. You are going to release people into the fivefold ministry. Wow. Oh. So. I want us to have that belief. You see, and I believe some of the men of old believed their prophets in such a way that we need to have that. Yeah. Yes. 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 I read a story of John G. Lake. John G. Lake was an American. His his spiritual father was called John Alexander Dowie. Dawi was about 50 years before the healing revival. So he was like the father. The father. But at that time, he began to go off. Some people, I mean, teachings, wise and everything was not so, people, people not, did not revere him so much. But you see, John G. Lee says his sister died in South Africa. He said, the only person I knew who could hold on to me in faith was John Alexander Dow and he was 600 miles away. So he went to send a message to him called the telegram. Not the telegram that we send, like a little letter. And John Alexander Dow came back to him and said, Hold on, I am praying. The sister rose from the dead. Yes. 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 You see, that's it is because God wants us to believe his prophet. That's why people are discredited. That's why people say all sorts of things. George Jeffries, the one who prayed for Bonky, he also was disgraced. He had to leave his church to go and found a new church. He left the church, Elim Pentecostal church that he had founded to go and found a new church. Yes. But when he prayed for Bonke, that mighty evangelistic anointing, which had only been known since the days of John Wesley, came upon Bonke, and Bonke came to Africa and did all these things that we see. Because God had not allowed Bonke to see the things that other people had seen that may have confused his mind. And he walked into the place and said, Is this the house of Principal George Jeffries, the great healing evangelist? May God also help us to have an image of his prophets strong, powerful, so that when they speak, we believe. We believe. And mighty things will happen to us in our lives. Because we see that the power of God is flowing through them. Yes. Isaac was blind. He was deceived. 
Yet when he spoke, the prophecy came to pass. And Jacob became a mighty, the nation of Israel. (laughs) Father, help us to believe our prophets. Help us to believe the men you have given to us. Believe his prophets. So shall you prosper. Please take your seats. Believe his prophets. So shall you prosper. It's to give equal energy for your belief in God as well as for your belief in the prophets. So the whole world cannot be saved without believing in Jesus. The Israelites could not be saved without accepting Moses. <laughs> oh yes. That's why he said, by a prophet, God brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he preserved. Jehoshaphat knew that their deliverance depended on believing in God as well as believing in the prophets. Number two. Believe his prophet socially prosper is to receive the man who is a prophet. Again, you receive the man who is a prophet. John chapter 1. In the New American Standard Bible, let's read from verse 11. John 1. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. Now this is a major thing that can happen to a prophet. Which Jesus said, actually. He said, a prophet is not without an accepting among his own king. Verse 12 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. John ten forty one says, If you believe... If you receive a person as a righteous man, you receive a righteous man's reward. But if you believe in him in, 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 as a prophet, Matthew ten forty one, you receive a prophet's reward. Hallelujah. Believe in the man who is a prophet, who is speaking by God. Number three, believe his prophet socially prosper is to move away from trying to understand the prophets. <laughs> so believing is independent of understanding. Evaluating. Reasoning. Calculating. First Kings chapter 19. The story of Elijah. When he went to the widow of Zarephath. <laughs> he said, God has sent me to you. Before you go, prepare me a morsel. And let me eat first. And the lady said, All I have is the last bite. Actually, it will not be enough for you, a grown up man. It's just myself and my my child. 
As the Lord thy God liveth. I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, in a little or in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go and dress it for me and myself, that we may eat it and die. It's our last meal. Next verse. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said. But make me thereof a little cake first. Wow. Those of us who think we know ministerial ethics. So that how can he eat before the woman and the child eats? But that's God speaking through a prophet. And bring it unto me. And after make for thee and for thy son. Now listen to the prophetic word that is said. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. Hallelujah. Your obedience of the prophetic word is going to release the power of God into your life. Until you do it, it will not happen. Next verse. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and her house did it many days. Wow. Hallelujah. It says, believing things is different from understanding things. Believing in the gifts and the anointing is more important than understanding, understanding it. You cannot wait till you understand how a car is made before you start driving one. The day you got a mobile phone, did you say, I don't understand how this thing works? Show me how it works. The guy who sold it to you, he also doesn't know how it works. But he knows that if you press this, it will make a, a sound. And somebody will pick it at the other end and start talking to you. <laughs> he says, Many people want to understand what is happening before they fully commit themselves and believe fully. If you are going to wait to understand how a mobile phone works before you use one, I assure that you will be left out of many things. It is time to grow up spiritually and believe faster than you understand. Wow. Hallelujah. Number four. Believe his prophets so shall he prosper is to obey the prophets. It's to obey. Believing in the anointed is shown by your obedience to the anointed. It is this obedience that draws more of the gift from the anointed person. When you obey the anointed, it means you, when you do not obey the anointed, it means you do not believe in his anointed. John chapter 14 verse 21. John chapter 14 verse 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. May God manifest himself to you. Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot. They are very careful to make the distinction. 
Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. How many realize that the people who obey you, you are drawn to them, and those that do not obey you are not drawn to them. You don't even call them to give them instructions anymore. But if they obey you, you you feel like being with them. And Jesus said that not only will he give them instructions to do things, he will draw nigh to them, he will come and make his abode, he will live with them. Wow. He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sins. And the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. You see, Jesus is really making a powerful point here to us that love and obedience flow together. Love, when you love a person, you see, honor comes from love. Honor comes from admiration. Honor comes from esteeming somebody. First Peter 2.17 It's just a verse that shows us this powerful connection. It says, honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. You know, even the word men in the King James is italicized, which means that it was not in the original. So that statement could read, honor all. And it shows me that there are some people who are people of honor. They elevate people. They treat everybody well. See, some of us, for instance, if we receive a phone call and we realize that it's an important person. Hello. Good afternoon. Oh, hello. (laughs) But, but, if we don't know who it is, you know sometimes your phone can play tricks on you and the number will come on but not the name of the person. Yes. Who is it? I can't hear you. Speak up, speak up. The network is not clear. Let's oh, it's Bishop Asso. Oh, Bishop! <laughs> Bishop! That's when you stretch the name. <laughs> Bishop! <laughs> Why are you stretching my name? Now that you've seen that, it's, it's, it's Bishop. You're now stretching my name. <laughs> yes! 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 You see, if you like, call them powerful virtues, character traits, honor, love, and fear. Three powerful things to have. If you, if you are a person who fears God, you will honor him and you honor his servants. You will honor the king. I realized that immediately Prince Charles changed and became King Charles III. Something had changed. Oh yeah. You cannot be coming to say anything, all those things that you used to say. 
He's a king. When they finish the ceremony, they all stand up and sing, God save the king. And I read that he, he doesn't sing it. He doesn't sing it. <laughs> he doesn't sing it. <laughs> he is King Charles the Fifth. He's a king. What are you like to not? And what you know about his person, anything you do, hey, he is now the king. What must you do? Honor him. Honor him. And so must we also honor the gifts that God has given to us. The Bible says when Jesus ascended up on high, he gave gifts unto men, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And when we obey them, we honor them. I was too happy when I saw this verse. So, wow. Fear God. So, people don't fear anything, anybody. One day, somebody told a pastor that, Pastor, I wanted to know that there's a lot of fear in the church. But I wanted to know I don't fear you. Yeah. You don't, you, you can't have any fear in your life, you see. Hey. Some things, eh? You need a healthy fear. You need a healthy fear and respect for speed and what speed can do to you. Yeah. You need to have it. <laughs> if you don't have it, that's when people are called the late. The late. The late. <laughs> the late. The late. Yeah. You need to have a healthy fear of serpents. And what serpents can do to you. And you can't come around and say, I mean, I don't fear anybody. You know, hey. There are some places that you have to, you have to fear. And, and including fear God. And therefore, fear any man or reverence any man whose name, whose, 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 whose God has put his name on. Yes, fear him. Fear him. Yeah. Fear him. Yes, fear him. Yes, that's what the hymn says. Fear him, ye sins, and you will then have nothing else to fear. Beautiful. Yeah. Hmm. He said, He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sins. And the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. Yeah. You see, because when you are dealing with a prophet, you are dealing with a delegated authority. Okay. Yes. That's what you are doing. See, Jesus made a statement once. He said, Ye shall not see me until ye see. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. What did he mean? He, he meant that, you see, some people say, want to see Jesus. Want to see Jesus. Want to see Jesus. Or people say, want to see angels. If you see an angel, do you, are you sure you can handle the whole experience? So, <laughs> so God sends you a man who is his representative. And when you hear him, you have heard God. 
Is there a man had a vineyard which he gave to some servants to work on. Then he sent later some servants, a, a man, oh, go and see whether they've harvested so that we can have something. They beat the guy up. They beat him up. So he sent another senior, more senior official. He too he sorted him out. <laughs> then he said, now I'll send my son. Uh-huh. You see, the, the truth is that the people hated he, the man himself. <laughs> That's a man, the man. But they are not seeing him. You see, so don't be deceived when people come and say, see, you see, people are some way to you and they say to you, the whole. You Reverend Philip, you, you, you talk by heart or you do this and by also, oh Bishop, he's very nice to us and everything. No, 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 no. Don't be deceived. He said that they've not met Bishop himself to manifest that kind of behavior to him. How you relate with a delegated authority is how you in ultimately relate to the one who sent it. So Jesus said, These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. May God help us to receive his prophets as receiving God himself. Hallelujah. And finally, our last point, number five. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper is to follow the detailed instructions of the anointed. And it says here that there are times the anointed will pass on detailed instructions to you. The power of God will work in your life as you follow these instructions. Anyone who is experienced with the anointed will take heed when specific instructions come forth from the anointed. John chapter 2 verse 5. This is powerful because if we were to ask you to list the prophets, you would not add Mary, the mother of Jesus, to the prophets. Even when Jesus asked, who do men say that I am? They said, oh, Jeremiah, Moses, one of the prophets. I didn't hear them mention Mary's name there. But you see, this was a situation where the people had run out of wine. It was, it was a bad situation. He said, his mother saith unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Oh Lord, may you raise amongst us people who hear the instruction of the anointed one. When we hear Bishop Eddie say, you have been saved, so you should be grateful for your salvation. And the Outworking of that gratitude should be witnessing. It should be. It should be so. I feel that it should. It should. It should evoke such, such a response. Amen. And may we become childlike. You see, because I think that the child, the ch- the childlikeness, that is what will make us just just hear and obey. He said, "What shall we say? Do it." Because Jesus was about to come and I realized that look, when the prophet that God has given you comes, sometimes he may give an instruction which that, ah, 
Let's go. Let's read it. Next verse. How this worked out. And there were set six water pots of stone after the man of the prefect of the Jews. Give us an NIV or something. Fair kings and this. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbors who six water stone jars, the kind is what they choose for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Uh-huh, you see, yeah, we are at home now. Yeah, <laughs> fair kids, there you 16 11. Oh. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water, so they fill them to the brim. Beautiful. Then he told them. Now draw some out. You see, the, the, what what I find interesting here is that we didn't hear that we heard Jesus begin to now let's worship. I am the Lord that He led thee. Oh, so umbe yewe juma. Oh, so umbe yewe juma. So so umbe yewe juma. So so Then you see the fear come upon him. He No, 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 no. He was already anointed before he came to that place. May we be anointed before the, the, we come to the house. So that challenge now, now to wind up. No, no. He said, he said, now draw some out and take to the mass of the bath. Hey! Ah, they just poured water into the, the thing. <laughs> now pour out again and take it. Wow. But you see, I believe that you see the people who they believe Ma- Mary had set them up. Uh-huh. Mary had been the one to say, Look, there's a prophet coming, and what he says, and just do it. May you and I also be the kind of people that will work with God's prophets. That we create a certain nice atmosphere and environment. So when the prophet arrives, what he speaks, just do it. Oh, they just did it. They told them, now draw something to the master of the bank. They did so. Next verse. And the master of the banker tasted the water that had been turned into wine. <laughs> he did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. I prophesy to somebody that the best is yet to come to you because you believe in the Lord your God who shall establish you and you believe his prophet so that you prosper. A new realm of life, a new face is coming to you as you lift up your faith. You see, because as we said the other day, to believe his prophets to be established as a man. But to believe his prophet is to prosper, which means to be pushed forward, which means to break every limit that you have. Up till now, up till now, up till now, anything that has held you, that has restricted you, you are breaking through. If it's your center, you are breaking through. If it's your center, you are breaking through. If it's your business, you are breaking through. It is the powerful force of chalak. Which is unexplainable. That comes by believing the prophets. And may God help us. That's why I like that verse. By a prophet, God brought Israel out of Egypt, which brought him out of limitation, which brought him out of restriction, which brought him out of that place. He had gone so far. 
by his own strength. But God challenged him and he came out. Hallelujah. Naaman was told to go and watch seven times. Not a word more. Wow. And the instructions of the anointed can be very, very, excuse me, ridiculous sometimes. Because Naaman couldn't believe it. Ah, bathing, water, rivers, river bodies. Oh. Ah, because he knew the. <laughs> I'm sure he knew. He knew all these things. Oh, maybe, maybe in those days, number fifth, fifth cleanest rivers, Abana and Papa, and where he came from. Then now, Jordan. But he said, <laughs> yeah, because the, the man of God came out and said, go and wash in Jordan seven times. He said, I even thought you bring out something and come and do. You know, there are some people when they are ministering, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you just watch you at that time. Do something. Hey. Hey. <laughs> it's too, I mean, yeah. Hey. Hey. So if you don't see a man of God who comes to do something like that, they <laughs> say, <laughs> <laughs> but I thank God that God has given us prophets. I thank God that God has Bishop Dagwood Mills. I thank God that God has Bishop Eddie. I mean, I mean, I mean, he said, he, he is an honorable man, and everything that he said surely cometh to pass. Ah, let's end it with that. I'm ending, but I just want to read First Samuel chapter 9. I, I just like that interaction between Saul and his servant in First Samuel chapter 9. Yeah. As Saul was about to give up. I think it's around verse 9 or 7 or so. As he was about to give up and go home. Verse before. And he passed through Mount Ephraim and all that. Next verse. When they come to the land of Zeus, Saul said to his servant, Come and let us return. Lest my father leave caring for the asses and take thought for us. Next verse. Then this servant made a statement. He said, Behold now, there is in this city a man of God. Macarius. Behold now. There is in this city and in this church a man of God (laughs) and he is an honorable man he's an honorable man all that he said cometh surely to pass Ah. 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 may you and I Behave like the people of Melita. <laughs> when they first encountered Paul, they said, This man has come out of the sea, nearly drowned. He's come to light a fire, and a viper has fastened itself to his hand. He must be a murderer. But immediately, Paul shook off that viper into the fire. They changed the man and said, He must be a God. 
And the Bible says that when they were leaving, he said, they laded us. They honored us with many honors. May we be a church. That honest, honorable men with many honors. The prophet talks about increasing honor in a church and decreasing honor. May we be the batch of people who are into increasing honor. Yes. It does not diminish us at all. It rather makes us great. I think that over the last few days, I've respected London, England, the the whole, I mean, even Christianity in a certain way. The whole world has been forced to watch. The whole world went to church yesterday. (laughs) Yes. Whether you liked it or not, all the people were there for the Archbishop of Canterbury to preach about I am the way, the truth, and the life. And judgment, I said, wow. We need to learn from this. That there are some things that are honorable. Some things that are high. We have to accept it. I mean, that is how you yourself will become a high person. By regarding what is high. But iconoclasts and socialists and other people want to reduce everything to we are all. We are never all the same. Never. That is not how it is. It will never be. He's an honorable man. He's an honorable man. He's an honorable man. Let's close. Thank you, Jesus. Stand to your feet and let's pray. Thank God for even the teaching on honor. For God to open our eyes, to have mercy on us, to teach us about honor. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pray and thank God for the light of the word. For the entrance of the word, it brings light and it gives understanding to the simple. We are no longer simple. We are no longer simple minded. We are no longer fools. We are no longer stupid people. But we are people who understand that there's such a thing called honor. That you give honor to God and you give honor by believing his prophets that he has sent to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Pray and say, Lord, change my heart. Make me somebody who believes. Make me somebody who receives. Make me somebody who sees. As you see, Lord. As you see, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Rabo Shakataya Baba. Rilando Lobo Sheblando Lemi Kataya Mamande Lemi Maya Baba. Remosha Kalibi Andelebe Katoa. Pai Sotipi Andelebe Makaya Baba. Imandelebe Kasobla Shodibi Andelebe. Patado, Shemi Andelebe Makola Bavaria. Yes, Lord, Rigalimi Misho Blandelebe, Iado, Mashibendelebe, Makatayabama, Men of Honor, People of Honor, 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 
in the name of Jesus. You know something? The reason why David was great was that David had this honor for men who were anointed. When a man came to him and told him that I am the man who slew Saul because he was dying and he said cut off my head and I did it. David said were you not afraid to take the Lord's anointed and he called the young man and said follow him. In contrast another man called Doeg the Edomites who could with his own sword kill 85 priests and their children and their wives and their animals but God is touching our heart tonight and God is changing us into people of honor sing this as a prayer change my heart oh God make it ever true Lift up once and say, change my heart, oh God. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. One more time, say, change my heart, oh God, change my heart, oh God, make it ever true, make it ever true, make it ever true, change my heart, oh God, change my heart, oh God, may I be like you, may I be You are the Father, Lord. You are the Father. I am the clay. I am the clay. Mold me and make me. Mold me and make me. Mold me and make me. This is why I pray. This is why. be like you Lord may I be like you you are here tonight you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior maybe watch on YouTube Facebook or in the house I want you to say this simple prayer that will invite Jesus into your heart say Heavenly Father I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me I know I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. 
please wash away my sins. Write my name in the book of life. Please come and dwell in my heart. Now lift one finger and say, Satan, you no longer have dominion over me. I have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Father, I thank you for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Vicarious Church Headquarters, East Legon Hills, Accra. Stay blessed. I am waiting.